The Red Sox still have yet to go full throttle this offseason, but there's a particular outfielder that could help solve a lot of the team's problems. Find out who that is on today's Locked On Red Sox. You are Locked On Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gabby Hurlbut, former ESPN social media associate and current host of the Boston Balling Podcast. And I am here to bring you the latest in all things Boston Red Sox straight to your favorite podcast feed for free. And if it's free, why not do it? So start your day off right with Lockdown Red Sox, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, which is your team every day. Speaking of free, SiriusXM is also free if you download the app and search Red Sox. And you can get the home broadcast of every game straight to your phone so you don't have to worry about missing a single pitch of Red Sox baseball. Isn't that nice? It's really pretty cool. So download the SiriusXM app today and search Red Sox, and you'll be all set for the 2024 season. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. Welcome to another episode of the show where we sit and wait still for the Red Sox to make a big offseason move to help this team improve. I hope you had a fantastic holiday if you do celebrate with your family. I know it was a great couple of days for me, lots of time spent with my family and my fiance's family and just a lot of people to see and catch up with and certainly a lot of lovely family time and People really enjoyed the gifts that I gave them this year. So hope it was a nice little break from work or school or whatever you have going on in your regular life and that you were able to relax and enjoy the holiday. Clearly the Red Sox were able to relax and enjoy the holiday because they have yet to still make a lot of big splashes here in this offseason. They kept talking about wanting to go full throttle, and I haven't seen a whole lot of full throttle going on yet with this team. One of my biggest irritations over the last couple seasons was when the Red Sox would make it sound like they were going to be super aggressive, and then they just simply were not. And it ends up being a letdown to fans and anybody else who supports this team because it gets you excited to then be disappointed when it doesn't happen. And I'm genuinely curious what John Henry and Sam Kennedy think that full throttle means and what the definition is, because as far as I'm concerned, they haven't so far shown that they do know and understand what that means. So I'm hoping that that changes over these next couple weeks here One thing that could change that is if they sign an outfielder who has been speculated to be of interest to the Boston Red Sox, and his name is Teoscar Hernandez. He 
is an outfielder who would balance out the Red Sox lineup as a right-handed bat who has great numbers at Fenway. One thing I will tell you is when he was in a Blue Jays uniform, he always made me nervous when he came up to the plate at Fenway Park. And that should tell you that his numbers there are very strong. He actually has the 13th best slugging percentage at Fenway Park in baseball history, which is a 606 slugging percentage. He's clearly very comfortable hitting at Fenway Park. He is somebody who could provide a lot of value to the Red Sox in a lot of different ways. He would balance out, like I said, the lineup as a right-handed bat, but also with his versatility in the way that he hits. During the 2023 season, he basically had a good mix of different types of balls in play that he was executing. So 43.2% of the time he hit ground balls. So a lot of times would say that that's being a ground ball merchant is you're just constantly hitting grounders to an infielder. And we definitely don't want that, obviously. But in terms of fly balls, he was hitting those 37.3% of the time. So obviously he has an arch to his swing. He can elevate the ball. And at a place like Fenway Park, those types of hitters can really succeed because they can get it over that fence if they're able to make contact a lot and hit those deep fly balls because maybe they'll get lucky and hit it over the fence a lot. And line drives, he hit 19.5% of the time. So it goes to show that he has a good variety of balls that he hits and types of things that he is hitting. During the 2023 season, he had 161 total hits over 625 at-bats with 26 home runs and a 258 batting average. He also had 93 RBIs and seven stolen bases to go along with a 305 on base percentage and 435 slugging. So these numbers that he puts up at Fenway Park clearly aren't just a Fenway Park thing, which is promising for when the Red Sox go on the road and he's with the team. One thing that stood out to me is that RBI percentage compared to the home runs. 26 home runs and 93 RBIs are both very solid numbers, and that shows me that he does have the power in his bat, but he also can make other types of contact to drive in runs. And that shows from that batted ball breakdown that I explained of the line drives versus ground balls versus fly balls. He does a good mix of everything and the Red Sox excel the most offensively with those types of hitters in the lineup. So if you slot him in somewhere in the middle of the order, the chances of him making contact you can feel are pretty good. And seven stolen bases is certainly a plus as well, a bonus, something that the Red Sox definitely will need during the 2024 season, especially with, you know, the outfield situation and if somebody's going to be moved and what's going to happen. This tells me that if the Red Sox are truly interested in him, that they're out 
on a reunion with Adam Duvall because it wouldn't necessarily make sense to bring back both of them. So if they were to sign Hernandez, Adam Duvall coming back is likely a no. But to me, it also means that somebody else in the outfield would have to be moved because then the Red Sox are getting back to having a crowded outfield situation with Tyler O'Neill back there, Masataka Yoshida, Jaron Duran, Willier Abreu, and Sadon Rafaela all clawing for those outfield spots. And you have to wonder if they do sign Hernandez, do they move another outfielder or do they just make Yoshida a full-time DH and kind of do some shifting and then have, you know, Yoshida DH and then have O'Neill and then Hernandez and then maybe Duran or Abreu as the starting outfielders. And don't forget that they still have Rob Snyder who can play both in the infield and the outfield as well as Rafaela. And then obviously Duran. So the question then becomes, do they trade one of those other outfielders and maybe move Duran or Abreu or Rafaela? The chances of it being Duran are probably pretty slim because they've been pretty patient with him, allowed him to develop within their system. And, he had a tremendous season in 2023. So I feel like they'd want to keep that bat productivity in the lineup, but somebody like Abreu who showed a ton of potential in that late part of the season in 2023, when he was called up, he has enough potential that he showed where it could make sense to move him and get some controllable pitching out of it because pitching still remains the top priority for Boston this offseason in terms of what they need to address the most. And if they were to move Abreu, he showed enough where a team might be interested in acquiring him to the point where they might give up a young controllable pitcher with talent that the Red Sox could slot into their starting rotation. And that would be something that makes sense for the Red Sox with where they're at right now because, again, If they do acquire Hernandez, he certainly would help boost that outfield offensively and defensively, and it would allow them the opportunity to move a talented outfielder for pitching. Because I did say heading into this offseason, the Red Sox outfield situation is a good problem to have. Yes, it was an overcrowded outfield, but yes, it was talented players who were in the mix for that outfield. So if they were to decide to move somebody for pitching, if they sign Hernandez, I could see them moving Abreu and acquiring a young controllable pitcher that they can have for a while under team control and can slot into that starting rotation. So that is likely what I think would happen. And I also do think that Yoshida move to DH would be a thing, which would be a good idea as well, because As a lot of people know, he's not very much a strong defender in the outfield. So he might be better off being a full-time DH and he could really focus just on his hitting because he needs to learn to hit more effectively at off-speed pitches and not just fastballs. So it could be a beneficial situation all around. The question is, will the Red Sox convince Hernandez to want to come to Boston? He has great numbers at Fenway. The fact that he has been somebody who's always been a threat to Red Sox pitching at Fenway Park should make it a promising 
situation and should make it something you should be excited about. So I'm hoping they do acquire Hernandez. And if that were to be the case, I think Abreu makes the most sense to then trade for pitching at that point, because it's hard to justify training Rafaela when he can play both in the infield and the outfield. Ultimately, only the Red Sox can make that decision, but I'm interested in seeing how they make it and how they decide to go about this. But I hope that they do decide to acquire Hernandez because I think he could be a great fit. Coming up, the Red Sox might be reuniting with a familiar face who was in the pitching rotation in 2023. So I'll be talking about that next. How much do you love sports betting? Are you really into it? Do you bet sometimes or are you at the point where you haven't really gotten into it but are interested in it? No matter what the case may be, FanDuel is the place for you. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. FanDuel's so much fun and allows you so many opportunities to win money. If you're new to sports betting and are not confident in what you can win, it's the place for you with all the different avenues you can take. So I highly recommend you checking it out today. I also recommend downloading the SiriusXM app and searching Red Sox because that will get you the home broadcast of every game. So you don't have to worry about missing a single pitch. And for me, I love having that service available because it bothers me when I miss games and I feel like I need to keep up with everything going on in every game. So if you're anything like that, SiriusXM does have you covered because they will give you that broadcast so you can at least listen to the game, even if you can't watch it live. So Download the SiriusXM app today and also head to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, both of which will make your life better. A pitcher who was in the Boston Red Sox starting rotation in 2023 that there's been rumors about the Red Sox bringing back is James Paxton. I've expressed on my show how I feel about James Paxton and the season he had in 2023. I'm very grateful for the first half of the season that he had when he did come back and started pitching. Did he surprise me? Absolutely. In the best way possible. And he was pitching lights out for a lot of his starts. And it was a conversation that he might've been the ace of the Boston Red Sox pitching staff at one point during that first half of the year. And I said, wow, if we can get this, James Paxton all year long, then this is going to look like an absolutely brilliant signing by Bloom and the Red Sox. And then he started to digress in the second half around the all-star break and for whatever reason, just couldn't fully get back on track. And he showed glimpses of getting back on track as he did have a couple nice starts in the later end of the season. But to me, fatigue probably caught up with him because of the fact that it had been a while since he had pitched a full season. 
because of the fact that he was injured. So he wasn't used to having to have his arm last for the duration of a full spring and summer and into the fall. So I feel like he might have gotten burnt out a little bit and couldn't maintain that stamina that he had in the first half of the season. So my concern with bringing back Paxton is that he would show up as the version that we saw in the second half of the season, and that wouldn't really help solve the Red Sox pitching problems. When you look at the way that this pitching staff is constructed right now, you want sure things at the top of that rotation, guys who are going to come in, eat up innings, and be those guys that can get the job done. And that's one thing I will say about Paxton that is a positive about him is he generally is able to eat up innings. But the problem that I have is that he doesn't always do it consistently. And if he's having a bad start, it's hard for him to clean up the mess and come back from it. And we've seen some early exits from him where he departs early in a game because he just couldn't figure it out. If the Red Sox do decide they want to bring back Paxton, I don't see him as any more than a number five starter. I hope that they know and are taking the approach that if they do bring him back, he absolutely cannot be the only pitching addition that they make because this rotation needs a lot of work and he's absolutely not a number one. And at this point in his career, he's definitely not a number two. And I would say probably not even a number three either. He's more like a back-end starter that the Red Sox could use every fifth day to eat up some innings, hopefully give the bullpen some leverage so that they don't have to pitch as many innings as we saw them pitch in the later half of the season in 2023. So I'd like to see him really make the type of move to come back and at least be consistently effective in terms of longevity in pitching a lot of innings in his starts. If the Red Sox don't decide to bring him back, I won't be upset or disappointed at all because, again, I don't see a ton of upside to him at this point in his career. His veteran experience is something that can be looked at as a positive. He's been through a lot throughout his career. He understands hardships and what it's like to miss a lot of games due to injuries and to switch from team to team and bounce around. So from the standpoint of helping out some of the younger guys like Brian Bayo, who's still developing into what he hopefully will be for the Boston Red Sox down the road, which ideally would be an ace caliber starter, having somebody like Paxton in there who's been through a lot throughout his career can help guide him through some of those hardships of what it really takes to be a major league baseball starting pitcher. And that could work milestones for Bayo because a lot of times having a mentor on your own team can make a difference. I mean, look at what Justin Turner did for the team in 2023. He came for the year and just made a blatant difference in the clubhouse. And so many players and people around the Red Sox organization were commending him for his incredible leadership and for being one of the best clubhouse leaders that the team has ever had. And that speaks absolute volumes. And 
You need somebody like that. That's the equivalent in the pitching rotation. And you can argue that Chris Sale is that guy because he's very good at motivating his team and pumping people up. So if you have Chris Sale and he's helping to serve as that guidance for the younger guys, that could help also, which could help justify not necessarily needing to bring Paxton back. So there are a couple things that I see as positives in Paxton. It's really unfortunate the way his career has progressed the last few years, because when he was prime James Paxton, he was so incredibly good to the point where opposing hitters feared him and just didn't want to go up against him. And that's just simply not the James Paxton we have anymore. In 2023, he finished the season with a 7-5 and record, a 450 earned run average over 19 games started. And he just did not have the same amount of control later on in the season as he did early on. He did record 101 strikeouts on the season, which is good and is a positive about Paxton, is he does get those strikeout numbers up and he will get guys to swing and miss, which is a valuable quality to have. But is it a valuable enough quality to the point where it's worth it to bring him back? And my concern with the Red Sox is that they might have more confidence in him than they should because of what he showed in that deterioration in the second half of the year. And the patterns and the numbers weren't showing that he could really change that and get back to a level of consistency that he showed early on. And maybe they can bring him back and he can come out with a splash and make some noise as one of those guys who can really help contribute out of the rotation because nobody expected that from him last year and it happened. So maybe it could be something similar But if the Red Sox are sitting here and thinking bringing James Paxton back is going to help field a more competitive rotation and they don't plan to make any other pitching moves, then I'm sorry, but that to me is a huge mistake. And that is just an incredible failure on the Red Sox front office. And I do trust Craig Breslow's ability to judge pitching. And I'm not saying James Paxton shouldn't come back at all because there are a couple things that are positives about him that he could bring to the table, but they absolutely cannot use bringing back James Paxton as the only pitching option that they have. They still need to sign two high-end starting pitchers who can be that ace and the number two, that one-two punch there ahead of Bayo in the rotation. And then maybe you stick Chris Sale and James Paxton in those four and five slots to be the back-end starters who don't have that pressure on them to be able to perform. Paxton, if he does come back, needs to be a guy who's not under the pressure to be a higher-end starter to get the job done as much. The Red Sox, in order to have it work with him, need to have a rotation in which we can sit here and say, oh, well, Paxton is pitching, so that might be a win, might be a loss. We don't really know what version of him we're getting, but that's okay because we have a really, really strong one, two, three, and Bayo and XX and XX 
at the one, two slots to help combat that. So if you want to bring back James Paxton, sure, by all means do it, but he should not be looked at as anything more than a number four or five starter. And it still means the Red Sox need to bring in a true number one and a true number two, which is something they don't seem interested in at the moment. So to say that I'm not concerned would be a bit of a lie. I am a little bit concerned. Do I think they definitely won't get the job done? Absolutely not. But this pitching staff needs work and they need to put in the work. Coming up, who are some potential trading block candidates for the Boston Red Sox? They've already shipped out Alex Verdugo. Is there anybody else on the current roster that could be next? That's coming up. Lockdown has launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. This is super exciting for the network because nobody else has this. Lockdown truly is the first network to have a 24-7 sports streaming channel on YouTube, so you don't have to worry about missing out on anything sports-related. If you need to catch up on anything at all, subscribe to that channel. It doesn't matter what time of day it is or what time zone you're in. Rather than having to scroll through Twitter all the time and catch up on everything, you can catch up just through that constant 24-7 live stream. So hit that subscribe button today to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube. Also, don't forget to download the SiriusXM app where you can get the home broadcast of every game to your phone. So that way you don't have to worry about missing anything because what if you're working late one day and have to drive home and you're not going to be home in time for when the game starts to actually watch it on TV why stress about that when you can just listen to it? And if you download the SiriusXM app, you can do just that if you search Red Sox and it'll generate the home broadcast of all these games for you. So if you're anything like me and don't want to feel like you're behind or have to catch up through highlights because you really want the full experience, download the SiriusXM app today. Also, don't forget that Lockdown Red Sox is available wherever you get your podcasts. Just hit that subscribe or follow button, share it with your friends, share it with your family, leave a rating and leave a review. And also you can follow me on Twitter at GabbyHurlbut10 and the show on Twitter at LO underscore Red Sox. And we can continue the conversation that way about this team because we need to have something to be excited about. And hopefully the Red Sox give us that and you can share in that excitement with other Red Sox fans as well. So make sure to do that today too. Alex Verdugo has already been shipped out of Boston and traded to the rival New York Yankees, Gross. Are there any other players on this current roster that the Red Sox could look into trading. I've already mentioned Willier Abreu. If the Red Sox do decide to go the Teoscar Hernandez route, moving Abreu to me would be the least harmful to the outfield. Yes, he showed a lot of potential late in the season, but we don't know how much of that is legitimate or not because it's such a small sample size. So this is the time now where his value would be higher, where if the Red Sox did want to get get some young controllable pitching for an outfielder now would be the time to move him 
because of what he did show. And there could be teams who want somebody like Abreu because he's young. He seems like he has a lot of upside based on what he showed in Boston, and they want a strong outfielder that they can keep under wraps for a while. And the Red Sox could use that to their advantage to get some young pitching. So that's one player that I think could be on the trading block during the rest of this offseason. Another player that would be interesting to look out for is Tanner Houck. I've mentioned the fact multiple times that I like him better out of the bullpen than as a starter. He still has a longevity problem and struggles to get through the third time of an opposing lineup cleanly and consistently. And because of that, I feel like he'd be lethal out of the bullpen more because he only would have to pitch two to three innings as more of a bridge guy so that he only has to see the order once or twice, which is when he brings his best stuff anyway. And that could be super beneficial to Boston. The question mark is, do the Red Sox feel like they need him as a starter? And that's something that we've been trying to figure out their thinking for. But maybe he's somebody they look into trading because, again, his stuff is very good. And if the Red Sox are looking to get young, controllable pitching and somebody who might be a more defined starter and not somebody who could really pitch either as a starter or out of the pen, then maybe they do look into trading Houck and packaging him in with one or two young prospects and getting some value back for a higher caliber pitcher that they feel like would be more valuable right now. So Tanner Houck is one, and I think, you know, Josh Winkowski and Cutter Crawford are names that go hand in hand with that. If the Red Sox are really looking to trade somebody and they don't know where these pitchers make sense to go, they could be names that end up on the move. I say Winkowski because he was great out of the Red Sox bullpen, but now they're saying they might want to try his hand at a starter. So that makes me wonder, well, do they not know what their rotation is really going to look like, like who's supposed to fit in where? And I don't want to see Winkowski start games and then end up losing some confidence and not being as effective as he was before. So he's somebody that maybe rather than playing around with him and having him try coming into games as a starter, maybe you consider moving him for some pitching. And Cutter Crawford proved a lot as a starter in 2023. He showed a lot of improvement from the past. But is it to the point where I'm sold fully on him and think he's a must-keep? Absolutely not. I think he's somebody the Red Sox could easily move, and I wouldn't feel like they're really missing much of a beat by moving him. And that's an interesting thing about the Red Sox the rest of this offseason is who are the types of players do we think we can move and afford to be able to stay in contention and not feel like we're losing big pieces? And Crawford, somebody who has a lot of value because he did overall pitch a good season in 2023. But if I'm not even naming him as a definite starter for 2024 and putting him in the category of players who could potentially have that fifth spot in the rotation, that means he's somebody that likely could be moved. I don't think we'll see really any other position players be moved unless they do acquire Hernandez and decide to maybe move Abreu. I'm not seeing them touch anything with the infield or anything like that. So it would likely for me, if they do execute a trade, it would either be 
a Brayu or a pitcher that I just named that could be thrown into a package. So it'll be interesting to see the way the Red Sox handle it and how they want to go about the rest of this offseason. But let's just please do something to this pitching rotation that makes me excited because it's frustrating to think about the fact that they haven't really been acting on their words when they said they plan on being aggressive when it comes to the pitching rotation. And that's just not promising at all. So hopefully they change that narrative as always just try to keep the faith and also don't forget to subscribe to locked on sports today on YouTube because we have the first ever 24-7 national streaming service where you can catch up on all of your sports news and not feel like you're out of the loop on anything. So do that today. Go Red Sox, and I will catch you on the flip side.